So let's quickly review what we've been talking about uh, this past week in our Bible study. We've been studying Isaiah chapter 55 as well as Isaiah chapter 58. And yesterday we were talking about fasting. And we was, we were, we touched on the topic of, I guess, religious practices. And one of the religious, one of the many religious practices that, um, people practice is fasting. And God was talking to the people of Israel and the people of Israel were actually very involved in the, in the religious practices. They were involved in fasting. Um, and, but, but God rebuked them. We found in Isaiah chapter 50, 58, God was rebuking them. And, and, um, we kind of went into why was God rebu- rebuking them? Doesn't he want them to fast? Doesn't he? And we were talking about the benefits of fasting, mm-hmm. right? Fasting is good for you. It, it's, um, it's, it's a, mo- it's a time where you, I guess, put yourself aside and you focus on God. Um, but unfortunately, these people weren't doing that. It's very easy to, begin to just act out and just do the behavior rather than actually um, really focusing on what it means, I guess. Yes. So fasting isn't just about denying yourself. It's just not, it's not just about, oh, this is when I don't eat. This is a time where I do not eat and I'm going to suffer. And no, this is a time where you get to connect with God in a special way. Um, and so we were talking about self-denial and that the attitude that God really calls us to is one where we uh, one of humility and one where we realize that nothing that we do, no kind of behavior we do can save ourselves. Mm. And what really saves us is Jesus Christ, his sacrifice and the plan of salvation. And studying upon that really just elevates our minds and our thoughts. And so that's just a quick overview about what we've been talking about lately. Um, and this morning, Kate and I will be discussing the next part in this Bible study. And the title of today's Bible study is called Fast Fight. Mm, a lot of fasting here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So in Isaiah chapter 58, we're going to read Isaiah chapter 58, verse 1 to 12. I'm going to ask Kate to read that out for us. Our listeners out there, turn if you can uh, or just listen. We're going to read Isaiah chapter 58, verse 1 to 12. Shout with a voice of a trumpet blast. Shout aloud. Don't be timid. Tell my people Israel of their sins. Yet they act so pious. They come to the temple every day and seem delighted to learn all about me. They act like a righteous nation that would never abandon the laws of its God. They ask me to take action on their behalf, pretending they want to be near me. Uh, We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We have been very hard on ourselves, and you don't even notice it. I tell you why, I respond. It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Mm. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. You dress in burlap and cover yourselves with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? Mm. No, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Mm. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. 
Then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. That's an interesting bit. Mm. Your godliness will lead you forward and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call, the Lord will answer. Yes, I am here. He will quickly reply. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness, and the darkness around you will be as bright as the noon. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities. Then you will be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. Wow. Here we have God speaking to the Israelites, um, and he's rebuking them. He's saying that your actions are pointless because your hearts are far from me. Mm. Um, but what's beautiful, though, is that as you read on and as we heard um, Kate reading, God ends with, this is what you need to do. Mm. <laughs> do you think I care? I loved how you read it. Like, do you think do you, God's like, do you think I care about all these things that you're doing when when in reality it's doing nothing for your internal life, your yeah. heart? Mm-hmm. Your heart remains unchanged. Yeah. Um, yet you do all these external, uh, you know, behaviors, rituals. rituals. Mm. Um, your heart remains untransformed and untouched by Jesus. Um, yep. And so God, Jesus, he, uh, God, he, he tells them, he actually gives advice at the end where you were reading. It was like, this is what I want you to do. Go out into your community. Go like, uh, you know, um, uh, what is it called? Like invest in your community. Yeah. Go help your community. Go be there. Go be with them. Um, which is an amazing text. Kate, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, yeah. Text. I just love how, you know, God's like, oh, don't do this. Don't waste your time on that if you don't even have mm. the heart right. Um, but it, it's nice because he says, you know, you're doing all of this and I don't appreciate it because of this, but now do this. It's like, here's the problem mm. and here's the answer. Mm. And it's very straightforward. Just do this, <laughs> you yes. know, and it's just like, oh, when he doesn't leave us hanging. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, another thought I have is, um, you know, just because the rituals that were only focusing on the rituals and not the good things that they should be doing in love, mm. um, it doesn't mean that we can throw the ba- baby out with the bathwater. It yes. doesn't mean that, you yeah. know, uh, obedience is not important mm-hmm. or, you know, say Sabbath or yes. um you know, other things are not important. They are important, um, but remember the love yeah. <laughs> aspect as well. Yeah, and and practice them from a place of love yeah. and a place of self denial. Um, yes, yes. Don't throw the baby. Don't just like okay, <laughs> that's enough fasting. I'm not going to do it all. Yeah, because um, I think religion. Some people say, "Oh, I'm not religious, but I'm a spiritual. Follower. I'm spiritual, yeah. or I'm a, a Christian, but I'm not religious." And religion's almost a dirty word. I yeah. think because it's associated with, "Oh, well, you're doing all the right things, but is your heart really okay?" I personally think that you can be religious and spiritual and yeah. loving all yeah. in one package. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But what we have to do is we have to allow God to really reach into our lives, into our internal life and 
touch those parts in our life that we we don't necessarily want him to to be in, right? Oh, yes. And allow him to transform those places. Yes. Um, give me the will to, <laughs> to invite. Well, make me want to. <laughs> change this and accept this yeah because very often um a lot of the things that god calls us to do feels very unnatural i know it feels very unnatural but we can rest assured that god will renew our minds and he can change us from the inside out so that others will see and that we can be in our community and be with others and enjoy you're listening to faith fm positively different radio Okay, so in verse 1, let's really quickly read that. I'll read that from the New King James Version. It says, Cry aloud, spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Um, Where are we? There we go. It says, 10 days after the trumpet blasts have uh, reminded God's people that the Lord is acclaimed as their king on the very day of day of atonement when their humility through self-denial is to affirm their loyalty to him as king. The prophet lifts up his voice like a trumpet to declare that they are rebelling against him. Mm. We were talking about the symbolism of air. Well, off air, we were talking about the symbolism of trumpets. And mm. um, you shared a cool thought about that. Yeah, yeah. Trumpets were a warning sign, like watch out the enemy's about to approach mm. or, you know, quick, this is urgent. Um, you know, it's, it's a declaration, you know, watch out sort of thing. Yeah. And here it's talking about um, a trumpet declaring that they are rebelling against him, God. Yeah. And so that's a pretty serious thing. I think rebelling against God is way worse than having the enemies come. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and you don't have protection when the enemies do come. When you, yeah. Um, so, yeah, lifting up a trumpet, it's just like, watch out. Be really careful. You're rebelling against God, your creator. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I guess it, like, we could kind of relate it to kind of like when you hear the sirens or any yes. like or the fire alarm you know there's an emergency yes and you know that you need to act yes um and so i kind of when i read that i kind of thought huh this is a moment where god is calling an emergency and he's saying you guys need to do something because there is a problem here yeah. and you need to be saved mm-hmm. right so there are some symbolism there in the trumpet. I know in the Bible there are other, um, the trumpet also symbol- symbolizes other things. I know the silver horn, um, I believe is used, is played when victory has been won oh, yes. during a battle. Yes. Um, you know, the, the ram's horn, you hear there, oh, actually maybe that's the ram's horn. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of symbolism there. So that's really cool. You picked that up in Isaiah 58 verse six to 12. Um, the question I have is what acts, what are the acts that God's, con- God considers, oh, wow. Um, what are the acts that God considers true acts of self denial? Let's have a look at Isaiah verse six to 12. All right. Here we go. Um, this is what God considers as acts of true denial to loose the bonds of wickedness, undo the heavy burdens to let the oppressed go free. It's to share your bread with the hungry. It's to bring to your house the poor who are cast out. It's to, when you see the naked, you cover them. Um, it's, uh, and then it goes on. Uh, it, it actually goes on. What does it say in your version? Hmm. Uh, it says, free those who are wrongly imprisoned. So justice, mm. bring in some justice, mm. um, lighten the burden of those who work for you. So 
don't overtax Ooh. people. Um, yeah. Don't take advantage of people. Yeah. Uh, let the oppressed grow free. Um, I guess there's all kinds of, you know, we don't have slaves anymore. Mm. Um, well, definitely not here. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But let the oppressed go free. So maybe if there's um, somebody that you, uh, you haven't forgiven, I don't Ooh. know. How can we make it, you know, in today's yeah. world, how can we apply, apply that? Uh, remove the chains that bind people. Mm. Um, I think David was talking about that yesterday in, in the interview. Oh, yes, yes. Addictions mm. are very much chains in yeah. our lives and in our lives today. And being an anchor for, for somebody mm. can help to remove the chains. Just sharing a book with somebody can help remove some chains. That's right. Because um, if you don't know better, you can't do better. And yeah. so books contain a lot of knowledge of what people can do so they can you know, know what to do to get free or, mm. or get that help they need. Yeah, definitely. Sharing your food with the hungry. Mm. <laughs> well, that's a tick. I did that yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to brag. Um, and giving shelter to the homeless. Actually, she was doing me a favor. Marsha was helping me with my song and I was like, would you like some tamari almonds? So please, <laughs> I don't need too much credit for that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Share your food with the hungry. Give shelter to the homeless. What do we think of that one? Oh, I, I, I think given, yeah, to, Give shelter to the homeless. Yes, because I have. I think you do need to be a little bit careful sometimes with this. Yeah. Um, I have heard of a story where um, a gentleman didn't consult with his wife and uh, was just like, "Oh yeah, come stay at our place." And uh, you know, a, a few things were stolen in the morning, mm-hmm. and no sign of the the person. So I think you have to. What is it? The Bible says, "Be uh, wise as serpents and harmless as doves." Mm-hmm. So we do have to use our wisdom, yeah. but um, you know, maybe it's even directing people to yeah. shelters that are already set up and yes. yeah, things like that. Yeah, um, or at least asking them twenty questions before you do invite them to your couch at night. Um, give clothes to those who need them, um, and I think. Uh, uh, you know, at the moment, like in my world, I don't see too many people who don't seem to have clothes. Um, maybe they don't have the most fashionable clothes, mm. <laughs> but mm. I've never seen somebody and, and said, oh, here's my jacket. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. I think it's um, definitely having an added, it, it's definitely reminding us to keep an eye out. What can we do yes. for those in need? Um, and being more conscious and aware of that because if you're not aware of it then you never really you don't see a problem like you'll right. never really reach out and help because you're like there is no problem there yeah everyone is fine i'm fine everyone's fine yeah and being approachable so that people can share that they have a problem yes yes yeah. i think when you're open um people just know that you're safe to talk yeah. to yeah 100 percent. the last one's a bit harder do not hide from relatives who need your help. <laughs> Don't know if you have that, uh, you know, long lost second cousin that um, is always asking for money. Or <laughs> mm, yeah. What do you reckon there? What do you What do you think there? Mm, relatives. Well, I think in Bible times, uh, people didn't have, you know, the government to to help them. They didn't have the doll mm. if they lost their job, and yeah. they would literally starve. Yeah. Um, not have shelter. Not have anything if. You know, relatives didn't take them in, especially widows. Yes. Um, who used to depend on their husband. Yes. Now they have nothing. So yeah, I think in today's, well, you know, in today's time, 
everybody has issues and we can just help how we can. It just yeah. might not be the same as Bible times. That's it. That's it. I think it's important with the, with the Bible is, is like, it's, um, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say like the principles. What are we, principles. T- what, what principles are we taking? Yeah. Um, because we know that God is still speaking and this is the word of God and every, every word is God breathed, right? Yes, it's sharper <laughs> than any two edged sword. And so it just, it cuts through. It might say one thing that might have been applicable in, you know, Isaiah's time, yeah. but it's totally applicable in my time today. Yes. yes. Okay, so after um, I'm just continuing the question. What are the acts that God considers as acts, uh, true acts of self denial? So we know fasting is self denial, but what is true self denial? And we were just going through that list of like feeding the hungry and clothing um, the naked and visiting the poor. You know, we're just going yeah. through that list. And uh, uh, the question asks: After all, what's harder to skip a few meals or use your own time and money to feed the homeless in your town? What is the principle to be seen behind the acts and how do these acts comprise of true religion? And I think the principle behind this is it's really just putting into practice um, self-denial. And it's it's not just about like, I'm going to stop eating. It's really like oh, I'm talking about fasting, the practice of fasting, which is good and a good practice. But it goes further into actually reaching out and um, helping in the community. Mm. Um, we've, we discussed this yesterday, but anyone, anyone can be religious. Anyone can go through religious rituals, even the right rituals at the right times with the right formulas. But that alone is not what God wants. It's not what the Lord wants. And look at the life, life of Jesus. However faithful he was to the religious rituals of his time, the gospel writers focused so much more on his acts of mercy, healing and feeding and forgiving those in need than on his faithfulness to to the ritual, which I think is amazing. I, my favorite miracles of Jesus was when he ended the miracle saying, you're forgiven. You're mm. Go and sin no more. Yes. Like I just, I can imagine like physical uh, affirmities, uh, they're not great to have, but to be afflicted mentally as mm. well on top of that mm. is just another kind of imprisonment. Definitely. And for Jesus to set people free, not just from their affirmities, their, um, their disabilities, but also to set them free from their mind of constant un- feeling that unforgiveness mm. and that shame and the guilt, um, I think is an amazing thing. And I think it's amazing that God calls us to more than just rituals and behavior. He calls us to a real relationship with Him. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Yes. So we're continuing with our last segment of the Encounter with God, our Bible study. We've been talking a lot about um, the kind of, uh, what was my question? My question was the acts that God considers true acts of self-denial. And we went through that little list in Isaiah chapter 58, verse 6 to 12. And we were just talking about like, Self, self denial, right? And helping people. Like God is clearly asking us to fight for social justice and help, you know, I guess give shelter to the homeless and clothe those with no clothes. Um, and we, we were, we were talking, um, about the, the principle behind this, right? And Kate, what do you think the principle, um, the principle is that God is calling us to do? Um, I think to, 
make this world a bit more of a fair place mm-hmm. um, and, you know, with him in our hearts. He is the love in our hearts. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, yes. F- fairness, I think. Yes, yes. <laughs> Giving people the same opportunities that we have. Perhaps. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... I think, you know, we don't want to just leave this study in saying like, okay, the lesson is help people, right? Give all of your food. Give all your food to others. Take all your clothes. Anybody come into your house. (laughs) Yes. That's not what we're saying. No. No. So we do want to talk a bit about that. Just, I guess, the more practical side of this, right? How can we do this in today's world? Um, And the importance of... um, of, of, of practicing these self, these acts of self denial that God calls us to do. And so we we're just discussing, like, should you just, you know, how, how do we help people? How do we do it? How do we do it? You know, and it reminds me of that saying, uh, give a man a fish and he eats for a day, teach him how to fish and he eats for a lifetime. Mm. And so it's not giving him fish every single day and making him dependent on me Mm. because it makes me feel like I'm doing, you know, the right thing or, um, because I think that our job is to empower other people to, you know, take the most of their opportunities or give them opportunities so that they can, um, yeah, be empowered to yes. live a fair and good life. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I think I have been discouraged in the past when I have tried to help people and uh, and then the next day they want the same thing and it's like they're not growing and they're not learning and yeah. they're not making the most of the opportunities that they yeah. have. And then I just get giving fatigue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't want to. And and. The thing is, there are so many people in this world to help. And so I personally think, yes, some people, you know, are babies and they, they need, you know, a lot more care. But adults, I think, um, you know, it's, it's just good to try and em- empower them and not enable them to, to live a, yeah, uh, 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 just to be dependent on Dependent you, right? is the word. Yes, and absolutely. I think that the message that we've often, he- like that we've often interpreted as Christians is to help people, help people. and No matter what. No matter what. And the truth is that kind of help is very temporary. What kind of help we can give people is one that is long lasting and that one that can enable them to grow as, as people and not to be dependent on anyone, mm. um, except God. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, um, I think God first has given us, he's made us stewards of ourselves and you are first and foremost responsible for yourself, um, and for the time that God has given you and the skills that you have. And, uh, not only that, you're, you also, um, you're, you're responsible for your own emotional and spiritual health. And like you said, um, I've also been in a position where you're just helping, 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 and you're you're thinking you're doing it all right. But I realized I, I I was coming from a place of look at me. I'm (laughs) such a great person only for me at the end to be so angry at these people because I was like, you changed nothing. Yes. I've wasted all my resources and time on you. The frustration, the frustration is real, but I've come, uh, and I'm still learning on this, but uh, learning how to help people in a way that they can help themselves. Amen to that. Um, I love, I love nurses. Nurses are one of my favorite people. Uh, I have so many related to my aunties and nurses and my friends and nurses in training. And one thing that they do, and I hear they talk about a lot, a lot is that when patients, um, 
they want their patients to, if they can do it themselves, then they should do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's just a really good thing for you to, to learn to, I guess, be, to, to teach people and help people in such a way that will actually help them, mm. you know? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So the Lord um, seeks a church, a people who will preach the truth to the world. But what will better attract people in the truth as it is in Jesus? A strict adherence to dietary laws or a willingness to help the hungry? Doesn't have to be either or. <laughs> it doesn't can have be to both. be both. Can be both. <laughs> agree. I agree. Yes. Um, so we can definitely practice religious rituals, right? That are shared in the Bible, stuff like Sabbath rest, um, feeding the hungry, um, you know, you know, fasting, we can do all that and stay remain um, connected to God and allow him to continually transform us. We're going to look really quickly at Matthew 25 verse 40 um, and James 1 verse 27 and just really pull them apart real quick before we end our study. All right, Matthew 25 verse 40, and the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to the one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Mm, yes, this is a very popular verse. Um, God calls us whatever we do to others, we're doing it to God. Um, James chapter 1 verse 27. All right. That says, pure and genuine religion in the sight of God, the Father, means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. Mm. I love this. I love that the religion that God calls us to and essentially what Christianity is, is helping, helping those Around us. Yeah. But not being influenced in a negative way. Yeah. Interesting ending. Yes. It's such a others focused, um, uh, system, um, which is really, it's really, it gives me so much hope and joy that that's the kind of community that God wants to build. That's what we can look forward to in heaven. And that's what we can, um, make our goal to create here on earth, right? On loving communities where we're constantly pouring into each other, um, and that we're focusing on help, helping those less fortunate, helping the widows, helping, helping each other and allowing others to help us, right? Yeah. We, yeah that's a big one as well. We're not in a position of like, I will help everyone. Like, no, we help each other. It's a it's a two way street. It's bl- more blessed to give than to receive. So if you don't let people give to you, you're not giving them the blessing. Exactly. <laughs> so allow people to give to you, and you can give back. However, that may be, um, may it be through even support, a hug, um, a kind word, mm. those simple ways that we can help others and uplift them. Um, other ways that God, other things that God calls us to do. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. That's right. It is now time for... Question of the Day. Okay, Renee, why is scripture written in such a way that there are so many meanings that we can take from it? That's a very good question. I think it's first important to understand that the Bible was written... Not in English. It was written originally in Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic, right? So in another language. 
which means that there are things that either get lost in translation um, and which it can make it a bit hard for us to understand when we read the Bible. Mm. We're like, huh, what does, what does that even mean? Um, not only that, the Bible is not just a history book. It's not just full of, you know, historic events. It also has other kinds of literature. It has law. It has poetry. It has song wisdom literature. It has prophecy. It has personal letters. Um, it has end time literature and if you kind of think about it like this way, um, I guess when you read a children's book, you're going to read that book much different to when you read a recipe book or when you read a book, a mystery book, right? Mm. With a mystery book, you, you know that there's going to be, it's going to be quite, uh, it's going to use your brain. You're going to use like a lot of like, huh, I wonder, the, you're going to remember some clues. You're going to remember, okay, this might be important. Things might stand out when you're reading a children's book, you know, to read it with a lot of expression. Um, when you're reading a recipe book, you're looking out for the exact details for what you need. And so you read it a different way. And it's important that um, in the Bible, you keep that in mind, whatever you're reading, um, what like understand the genre that you're reading it from. Um, and understand that you're going to interpret, you need to interpret them in different, in different ways. Um, that's why the study of biblical hermeneutics is super important, mm. which is the study of, um, of the Bible, which concerns, which, um, which actually studies biblical interpretation. It's super important to read the Bible and to study the Bible, um, in such a way that you are interpreting it in the best possible way that it was written mm. as, right? Um, um, furthermore, the Hebrew language and the Greek language as well, but I just absolutely love Hebrew language. It is very, the words are just full of meaning and color, um, as opposed to the English, English language where, where I have to say it's not so much. Um, so they have their words, um, have so much depth and meaning to it compared to the words that we may use or, and that's a similar in Greek. And so when we're reading the Bible, um, Oh, not only that, not only that, um, you know, the Bible is trans, there's many translations of the Bible, right? Um, and those are based off two main things. There's the literal translation. They got the words and they literally t- translated it into each, uh, into, into the different translations and there's meaning translation. And so they kind of got the meaning behind it, um, behind what the author was trying to say. And they wrote that out in, mm. in the translation. And so the question was, I think, why is there so, how can we, um, why is it written in such a way that there are so many meanings we can take from it? Yeah. So I think it, it was first like in the way that it was written. It's just, it's just, it's just, you know, you can learn so much from the history and the story and the personal letters and the, um, the poetry and the wisdom writings. Um, and not only the language, not only that, the language it was written in was just, it was, it had so much depth and wisdom to it, um, that it's so beautiful. So I really encourage people to study the Bible mm. in the original language when you can. Uh, it's super hard, but it can be done. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.